0: Oh, marigolds, welcome to our first May workshop focused on regrounding. I am Joel Korlevsky.
1: And I'm Jessica Bauer. Happy May, marigolds. Whew, it's definitely time to reground.
0: Yes, it is. I need it, especially with the end of the year intensity and with this online learning intensity. You and your students need consistency more than ever. They need to feel grounded. You need to feel grounded because when you do the work of regrounding yourself and supporting the regrounding of others, it works. This month we will gather four times to focus on re-grounding. You've got this, we've got this. First, let me tell you about us at the Marigold Force. The Marigold Force is inspired by Jennifer Gonzalez at the Cult of Pedagogy because we believe that everyone, especially teachers, need to find their marigolds. If you can find at least one marigold in your school and stay close to them, you will grow. Find more than one and you will positively thrive. We created the marigold force to bring together change-making educators in person and now in this podcast to share fresh perspectives make true personal and professional change and have fun doing it
1: we also created this podcast to call people to action this is not a passive podcast this podcast is a call to action and true in true personal and professional growth with action come results and this month with actions comes regrounding. So if you haven't yet, or you're joining us for the first time, make a plan for yourself. How and when will you sit down to do the work and reflect and make concrete commitments after each episode? Don't worry, we're here to help you. Mm -hmm. We put a simple reflection guide in the show notes to help you with this, and you can also get the reflection guide sent right to your inbox after every episode.
0: Yes. It is May, and my guess is that things continue to look differently for you, for all of us right now. Originally, we thought about pausing or revamping or changing up this podcast and its theme of regrounding. But when we reflect on the importance of being grounded in our purpose and in our well being and regrounding ourselves in our purpose and well being, we realize that we probably need this workshop more than ever as we find more stability during this current pandemic. Our guess is that you are also feeling the need for some regrounding. So this month, we'll gather four times to focus on regrounding and how to keep that going through May and into the last days of school and into summer.
1: Yes, and think of grounding and regrounding as connecting and reconnecting with yourself personally, professionally, and with community. This is much deeper work than a Zoom hangout. And I agree, <laughs> I personally know I really need that regarding especially at this moment in time.
0: Yes, through this Miracle Force workshop, we'll keep you feeling and being grounded. We take the micro steps to do that because in each podcast we'll take you through our miracle force workshop flow if you listen to our previous workshops in march and april you know our workshop flow but here's a quick recap whenever we meet in person online or in this podcast we'll take you through these elements the cleanse noticing where we're at and what is going on around us a guided meditation that jesse is an expert at taking us through (laughs) then we'll then i will take us through three strategies we are working on this month around regrounding a strategy for personal growth, professional growth, and lastly, one we call the community maker. And finally, we always declare one commitment for the week.
1: Again, this podcast is all about action, so we encourage you to pause the podcast as much as you need in order to reflect, and make commitments along with us. We, We, along with the music, will cue you when you can do that throughout the podcast or set a timer later in your day to go back to your strategies and set your commitments for the week.
0: For sure. We put these podcasts out on Sundays so that you can start the week with the tools necessary to reground yourselves and ourselves. And again, take advantage of that reflection guide in the show notes so you can access all these two tools. It's a freebie just for you. And take time to reflect on these tools and set personal and professional goals at a time that works for you and your schedule. And of course, you can always share with other miracles in your life who you know need some regrounding.
1: The Miracle Force is always personal growth plus professional growth plus change maker community.
0: Exactly, you can never separate the three.
1: Never, especially that personal growth and vibrant community. We need those connections more than ever. So Joel, are you ready to get started? Yes,
0: please. It's time to reground ourselves and to bloom.
1: Before we get to the cleanse, I want to remind you all of our miracle force agreements, which are that we hold a non-judgmental space for each other where
0: only solicited advice is welcomed,
1: clear boundaries are honored,
0: success is peace of mind for being the best you, and
1: gratitude is practice for all things. Now, let's get to the cleanse. (laughs) we always start our workshops with a cleanse because we want to know where we're at at this very moment so that we know what we might need or not need and how to support each other or hold space for each other we don't want to jump into strategies or anything without pausing to check in with each other first
0: so jesse where are you at right now at this very moment
1: I am honestly just kind of like right in the middle. I'm a little bit tired. I don't think I slept very well. So I'm, I'm awake. I'm here. But I'm just kind of like just a right, happy medium, little, little sleepy. That's about it. Nothing profound.
0: Yeah. How about you, Joel? And I think it's okay to have that too. I just want yeah. to validate that. <laughs> um, Thank you. Yeah, I think I've kind of been the same thing. It's, it's learning all these new new grooves and flows and all that things. And also it's just that kind of anticipatory anxiety and feeling of just like, okay, it seems like it's going to be a pretty okay day. And then like, but is is it going to change or whatever? And I think it's just, um, we've talked about it before, but just saying, okay, I see you anticipatory anxiety. Like it's going to be okay. And just almost like, almost like parenting myself through these times and just saying it's going to be okay. You know, like even as I'm talking to you right now, Jesse, via phone, it's just like my hand is on my heart and I'm just like rubbing my my heart a little bit and just saying, okay, we've got this. Yeah. No. Thank you.
1: Thank you. And now let's get grounded with some guided meditation. Life right now is so complex and busy that it's common for us to feel overly mental, caught up in too much thinking, rubbed up, worried, and spacey. So I invite you now to come into a comfortable position. If you're driving, relax your body. Maybe close your eyes and start to bring your attention to your breath. And let's ground down. Under these conditions, life begins to seem flat, two-dimensional, and lifeless. Thankfully, there's a quick cure for this feeling, which is to get grounded. Grounding means to bring awareness back into the body, back into the senses, and back into the present. These three things, the body, the senses, and the present, are the keys to reigniting creativity, passion, love, connection, peace and well-being. So coming back into your body. Your back should be straight. Your body relaxed. Relaxing the muscles in your face. Bring your intention back into your breath. If you're driving, continue to focus on the road ahead. But take 10 slow, deep, full breaths with each exhale, imagine that you're breathing out all your worries and your cares. As you're taking your 10 breaths, continue to breathe deeply, concentrate on feeling your feet. Simply see if you can feel the sensations in the bottoms of your feet. Take as long as you need until you can bring full awareness to the very base of your feet. Now see if you can feel the sensations in your hands. Can you feel your palms tingling? What do you feel? What do you notice? Take as long as you need until you can bring full awareness to your hands. Keep breathing deeply, continuing to feel the sensations in your hands and your feet. Do this for 10 more slow, intentional breaths going back and forth between noticing your hands and noticing your feet. Now see if you can feel the sensations in your whole body. Let your awareness cover your entire body at once. Feel yourself breathing as you inhale and as you exhale. Feel your body on the chair, floor, or wherever you're at. Feeling the sensations in your whole body for 10 more deep intentional breaths. Come back into your body as I finish off our meditation with these words. May you continue to look deeply into your mind, your heart, and your body. May your may meet things as they are. And may this clear and sustained knowing free you as you reground yourself throughout the day. I invite you to open your eyes and come back into the space. And pause the podcast now to take a moment to reflect on what came up or you discovered during that guided meditation. Pause the podcast now. So what came up for you during the meditation, Joel?
0: Um, I think what first came up was kind of a little bit of anger because I was like, I don't want to breathe 10 times. I don't want to sit in this. I don't want to mm-hmm. notice this. I think... Um, I'm kind of in a state of like, what's next, what's next, a state of action. And it, it felt like you were telling me all of us to do nothing just to notice. And I was like, no, Jesse, I want to like, I don't want to reconnect with myself. I just want to like do the next thing. Yeah. And, um, but then as tends to happen, it just, you know, the more you breathe and the more you just do those things and notice those things, um, it brought, it definitely brought more peace and, um as I was doing yoga yesterday, there was also a breathing meditation and it said, just find one part of your body that's, that feels peaceful right now. And yesterday it was just like my right hand or whatever. And I was just like, okay. And it was like, send that, that beautiful energy through the body. So as you were guiding us through this meditation today, I was doing the same thing. I was like, okay, my feet are kind of jittery and moving. Um, but what, but what was calm and it was just like, notice those things don't overthink it so what yeah. about you
1: yeah i i'm very much in the same boat i in a time of change i'm always like all right next thing next thing too as well and I, and I have a hard time i'm struggling to get back to my meditation practice but once i did it um it felt it, it brought an awareness to parts of my body that felt really strong so like my core felt strong and alive and vibrant um but it also brought like a heaviness and like kind of a tightness Mm. to like my shoulders and like, Oh, my shoulders and my back. So I think it's, it'll help me during the day, just be more aware of like, okay, all this stuff on my computer and the way I'm working is impacting my body. What can I do to move to prevent Mm. myself from being in, in pain and being tight? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you, Joel.
0: Thank you. our personal growth today, I want us to think about the concept of a three things journaling reflection.
1: Is this like one of those gratitude journals? Kind
0: of, but better and more realistic. I don't know about all of you, but I used to be kind of that kind of person who had a tendency to generalize situations or, you know, the overall state of my life (laughs) because of one or two mishaps. For example. I would get great news on Monday and be super productive the next few days, but if something went wrong on Friday, I would throw my hands up and declare it a rough week. Quite dramatic, I know, which is why it it was important for me to find time to reflect and to reflect awesome. Reflect often, excuse me. Whenever I took a moment to sit back and actually reflect on all the areas of my life, not just fixate on one or two situations, I felt more clarity and satisfaction. An easy way to reflect is by writing things out. It allows you to make sense of many thoughts crowding your mind. And there's definitely some positive research to, to doing a three good things exercise where you write down three things that are going well. But we've decided to do a full circle reflection and not only on things that went well, but also on things that didn't go well and what we are grateful for. Especially in these strange times, it's a perfect reflection for the end of a day, a week, or even a month. And it'll help you boost motivation, identify certain patterns in your life, reground yourself, of course, and find ways to change things moving forward.
1: I really appreciate, appreciate that that's like a full circle reflection. It's been really important for me lately to not just hyper focus on one side of the spectrum, like, oh, everything is going to be fine or everything sucks. So how, how does this full circle reflection work, Joel?
0: Well, it works by actually putting it on paper or if you have to into something like your notes app, um, it's not a tool that we should do quickly or just think about and be done with it. It has to be reflection, and that takes time to slow down enough and actually write it down. That's important because you wanna be able to see trends that can be improved or to be grateful for things or to just be aware of things. So first, it's the three things that went well. What areas of your life, rewards or moments Did you have that positively impacted you? They can be as simple as getting outside more or doing some spring cleaning. Once you brought these things to mind, jot down why you think they went well. What did you do to make them happen? Or what did someone else do to contribute to you getting there? Maybe now that the weather is starting to get warmer, you've prioritized morning walks, or you just had a great conversation with a friend around spring cleaning that prompted you to do something some of that cleaning yourself. So writing down what went well and why will not only help you savor a good moment, but will also help you set action steps to recreate it moving forward. Then there's those three things that didn't go well. The importance of writing down what didn't go well isn't so much to rehash those upset feelings, it's to help you reflect on how to move forward from them. So by writing things that didn't go well and the why, you can gain more insight into the situation. When you address the why, it will allow you to identify the solution to what was going on. And sometimes there isn't always a solution to the issue at the moment, but at least when you write it down, you can give yourself the mental space to do things differently the next time. And finally, my favorite, three things you're grateful for. Um, Even if you haven't had any big wins recently, you can still find something to be grateful for, whether it's as small as a new morning coffee blend or wearing a fun jacket for your post-work walk. By leaning into gratitude, you can teach yourself to notice, remember, and savor the better things in life. These are the things that bring you true joy. And the more you savor them, the more you can guard against that negative thinking. Gratitude is a habit that can change the emotional tone of your life. And I, for one, am ready to stop writing off my weeks as bad when something small goes wrong and embrace all that actually went right. Regrounding myself in gratitude always uplifts me personally and spreads into all the areas of my life. So Marigold's listening to this podcast, I invite you to focus on what's, what will be going into your three things journal. Remember that's three things that went well, three things that didn't go well, and three things you're grateful for in your journal, your notes app, and of course, or of course, in our Marigold Force Reflection Guide. Download it if you haven't, it's in the show notes and on our website take the time to reflect and actually write them down. Again, it must be written down. Take the time to reground yourself in what is going on around you and why that might be. Take the time to reconnect with yourself and your why now. Do this now. So Jesse, we won't share everything from our three things journals, but could you share with us, for example, one thing that it's going well, one thing that didn't go well, and one thing that you're grateful for?
1: Um, yeah. One thing, let's see, which one do I choose? I think <laughs> the one thing that went, one of the things that went well was I got a really good yoga practice in and like a good, I've been working mm. on 100 days of handstands and it was a nice sweaty one. Um, nice. I have had like very little energy at the end of the work days lately, but I'm, I think it went so well because I have my husband, he's like, all right, I'm doing my workout now and I feel guilty sitting on And you're the like, restroom.
0: fine, I'll do some handstands. <laughs> yeah.
1: And then once you get to your mat, it's fine and then it's easy. So that is... <laughs> It's, it's going well to have that accountability. Um, one thing that didn't go well, um, I keep working a little bit later than I intend to, and I think it's because I get sucked into my email. So email, yeah. I've read this somewhere, email is like someone else's to-do list, and email is important, but I mean, you could read an email that leads to a 30-minute response, and I, I need to be I'm a little bit more guarded with how and when I'm checking my email, because yeah. not every email needs to be answered like immediately. Amen. (laughs) Yeah. And one thing I'm grateful for is um, shared meals with my husband. We're really good about eating almost all of our meals together. Um, So it's, it's nice to have that face-to-face time and like share good food. And then, yeah, that's probably one of my favorite parts of my day.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. How about you, Joel? Um, One thing that has been going well is I've been making these um, surprise encouragement slash feedbacks for teachers and Um, I'm creating a really cool one for this week too. And it's just fun. Like it was based off of some feedback I got from another teacher. I was like, what do you really need right now? And, and she was just reflecting with me and I was like, oh my goodness, I got it. So it's just been fun to like, not just do all this, the tech support and helping and doing all these other things, but like doing things that not only give me joy, but also just show true gratitude and appreciation for all of our teachers right now. So I think that's been, it's been really fun to Design, but also just to really take the time to one on one reflect with each teacher and tell them that they're appreciated and all, and do all the great things they're doing. Like this week, I went in on all their stuff and just looked and watched videos and went through all the lessons, and it's just so cool. So that's definitely yeah. something that's been going well. um Something that didn't go so well or still isn't going so well, I should say, is just I think I've been having like kind of like an end of day paranoia of just like, can I be done? I don't know. Like yesterday, you know, technically the workday was done and we were going to go on a run and I'm like, it just didn't, I was like, what if someone calls or what if something like, it just still doesn't feel quite right yet. And I was, and then finally just said, you know what, if someone calls right now or needs me, this is just a healthy boundary and they'll realize like, you can't get to me right now and that's okay. You know, and it allowed me to, but I, I know that the why is definitely just because um, I know we're all in it right now, and I just I want to respect that for teachers and with everybody. so i I do want to show people that I'm here for them, but I also know that I need to continue to model healthy boundaries too. Um and then definitely something I'm grateful for is I'm looking at it right now i i um, since the my birthday was going on around the pandemic starting and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I never got to see um, my parents-in-law and um they mailed me the gift and it came in the mail yesterday and I got two really cool cookbooks that I've been having my eye on by Allison Roman and um it's just fun to um be grateful for like the little surprises that that are here for us so it was just fun to get that in the mail and I'm like ooh, gotta start cooking some good things now so
1: yes yes
0: yeah thank you Jesse
1: yeah thank you
0: now that we've prioritized ourselves let's move into our professional growth strategy for this month which is the one question that helps you work smarter and think like an essentialist
1: Ooh, what's the question
0: (laughs) one thing at a time jesse let me ground us in some content first
1: fine let's do this
0: So for a little context, we first need to talk about the Monday Mm must-do-all list. It's that feeling that creeps in on a Monday morning when you sit down and write your to-do list for the week and realize how much is truly on it. The panic starts to come with that, how am I going to get it all done? And then quickly spirals into, I have to start working on this all ASAP. And then... You're off running through the week at 150 miles per hour, just trying to do as much as you possibly can while navigating all the unplanned stuff that gets into your list and into your life along the way. Does that feel familiar, Jesse?
1: Yes. This sounds like every single Monday I've ever experienced. <laughs> I've I've definitely started my weeks with the case of the Monday must-do it alls. And it's exhausting and it's it's a really stressful way to start the week.
0: Yes, it's a horrible feeling. So when I started reading the best-selling book, Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less, my ears perked up when the author, Greg McCohen, started talking about people who try to do it all, all at the same time. It turns out we're not alone in feeling like trying to do it all is the only thing that's holding us back. He writes, Many capable people are kept from getting to the next level because they can't go get out of the belief that everything is important. But an essentialist has, a learn, has learned to tell the difference between what is truly important and everything else. He says that an essentialist asks, how can I do it? A non-essentialist, excuse me, asks, how can I do it all? But an essentialist asks, what can I go big on? Hmm. That simple yet mighty shift in thinking has changed how I have been diving into my weeks for the better, and it can help you with your case of the Monday must-do-it-alls too. There are things we need to get done, and then there are the right things that need to get done. Again, he writes, essentialism is not about getting more things done, it's about getting the right things done. It doesn't mean just doing less for the sake of doing less either. It's about making the widest possible investment of your time and energy in order to operate at our highest point of contribution by only doing what is essential. All that to say we perform better when we don't try to do it all, and when we really consider what's most worthy of our time and energy. Shifting our thinking from how can I do it all to what can I go big on forces us to focus on our biggest possible opportunity for the week. What can I go big on helps you narrow down which tasks in your list will have the most impact and gives you permission to go after those tasks. You can use essentialism in your workplace or in your personal life. Here's a simple example of it in action. Um, My to-do list recently went from, my to-do list recently included like go on a run as well as binge all the new gymnastics competitions on YouTube. While (laughs) both are things I enjoy doing and wanted to make time for, I only have time for one of them. This is what um, the author of Essentialism calls it trade-off, and he sees trade-offs as a good thing rather than a negative thing. So I asked myself, which one is worth going big on? The answer for me was going on a run. Not only would I get some exercise, but it also gave me time to a chance to relax, take some time off of my phone and log some miles for my monthly CrossFit challenge. Also, I probably get to bed earlier since I wouldn't fall into that YouTube hole that I've been known to go down on. But more importantly, it also helped me get closer to the outcome I wanted, which was winding down for the evening. So that's the big thing. Like, what's the outcome you want um, before you decide the task? And for me, that was winding down for the evening. You can apply the same thing to those bigger tasks in your to-do list. Will reaching inbox zero get you closer to your goal Mm -hmm. or using that same time to send two important emails? Will spending an hour redesigning your lesson plans get you closer to your goal or using that same time to sync with your team. Becoming an essentialist is all about weighing the trade-offs, knowing your goal, and pinpointing what's worth going big on. Because you can't do everything, but you can choose what you will do wisely. When we challenge ourselves to make a choice about how we spend our energy, we can spend it better and get more out of it. So the next time you feel the Monday must-do-it all is creeping in, switch your thinking from can I find a way to do it all to what can I go big on? So Marigolds, challenge yourself to prioritize one thing and know that the trade-off is worth it. Take a moment to reflect on this, write it down or pause the podcast and make a choice how you will reground yourself in your day-to-day through choosing what is most essential right now. How might you let go of a lot of things so that you can go big on a few great things that are grounded in your purpose? Do this now. So Jesse, as you think of essentialism, is there anything that you today or this week want to go big on instead of a way to do it all?
1: Yeah. I, I've been still trying to figure out like what my workflow looks like. And like yeah. I said, I've been really like worn out at the end of every day. And I it's because I'm trying to do all the things and that's the that's the tricky part with teaching. You could fill your day with 24 hours of work if you wanted. But I think right now I think the most important things for, for me and with my students is the face-to-face time with students. I, I think a lot of students just really like that just time to meetings and see their teacher yeah. and making sure my face is in the lessons. Um, I think it's important that my students are reading every day and that they have simple, consistent routines um, that are manageable enough for me to create, but then don't take away. I've been feeling like too rushed to like Zoom with kids because I have to create all this content, and so I have a few ideas yeah. of things that really, really don't need to be done. They'd be better spent in like a, a Zoom meeting with kids.
0: Yeah, and I, and I love hearing that you're like saying, you know what, I might see other people doing these things, but I'm seeing that my kids want this, and I'm gonna lean towards that. You know. Yeah,
1: yeah. How about you, Joel?
0: Um, I think that it's it's not a big aha but i think it's i've been what i've been finding essential it's not the it's not what's on the list but it's how it's being done and i think mm-hmm. that for the past few weeks i've been just been making my to-do list and just as it comes i do it as it comes i do it and if i have time get this done if i have time get this done and instead of doing that what i've been doing is saying is kind of just chunking my my day into 2 hours at a time so for these 2 hours i'm going to get this done for these 2 hours i'm going to get this done and it's just allowed me to pace my day a lot better. And yeah. um, and also just making sure, and it's really hard on me, but almost making it like a practice of like a comic. like I have to almost be playful with myself of, I see an email come in like, oh, I see you email, like not checking you right now. I see you like, ha ha ha, I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing. Like,
1: because, I love that
0: <laughs> because it's, it's too like the moment I open up that email, it's just especially as you know, Jesse, like with all this online learning, like it just takes so much longer to write all these emails and explain these things that normally you would do face-to-face that I know if I check this email, I'm not going to do what is essential right now. And yeah, now there is a time for email. There is a time to do that. But what's essential right now is up, what's right in front of me, you know, finishing this mm-hmm. one project I'm working on. Okay, get that done. Now you can check email. When you're done with that, go to your next project or whatever. So yeah. I think it's it's not just the necessarily the one that what I'm going big on, I should say, is, um, is chunking my day that in a doable way.
1: Yeah, yeah. Thank you, Joel.
0: Thank you. The final segment of our Marigold Force Flow is called the Community Maker. And this month, our Community Maker strategy is about the trick for more good days, which is leaning into our keystone habit.
1: I want to know, and I know you're going to set us up for it, Joel. You know
0: me. I will. It's the teacher in me. Um, You know when you have a really good day, when you're just killing it at work or at school or wherever you're at, um, and you feel super grounded and your your most authentic self, when you feel strong and in control, it's probably because your keystone habit came out to play. Keystone habits are small wins that make the rest of your day and life a little easier. It's a small action that sets you up for a chain of other actions that make you feel good. For example, maybe it's a morning yoga class like you, Jesse, which inspires Mm -hmm. you to walk to work or take deep breaths. When a meeting gets stressful, and eases you into sleep with a meditation. Or maybe it's taking a moment to chat with the checkup person at the grocery store, which makes you feel more compassionate when you have a tough talk with your partner. And more hopeful when you sign up for that networking event online with a, that will be, you know will be full of strangers. Um, in the book, The Power of Habit, finding, it talks about finding the trigger for your feel-good pattern. This is known as your keystone habit. And it can reprogram the other routines in your life. A keystone habit creates what I call a habit domino effect. It's something you do that sets you up for other goodness throughout the day. These days can be just so hard, although they don't always have to be, not if you know what to look for. Keystone habits don't have to be enormous and life-changing on their own. You may think, may think a crucial habit is like exercising every day or meditating for 20 minutes every morning, but it can be actually much smaller than that.
1: So how do we find and own our keystone habit?
0: Well, think back to your perfect day, Jesse. What felt like a small win? Some of my small wins are just having enough time to eat breakfast at home or reading a good book or having a positive interaction with a stranger or even having tasty food in my refrigerator. Now, none of these habits on their own are all that impressive or even that difficult, but they set up specific habit loops. Taking time to read fiction or something positive instead of scrolling on Twitter calms me down and encourages me to do my own writing. Having a solid breakfast ensures that I'm not running around hangry and scavenging for a snack. And having a chat with a worker at the grocery store or thanking the person holding the door open for me reminds me that I live in a generous world full of many possible human interactions, even right now. These small wins can help create a new structure to my day and establish a a culture where change becomes contagious. I see what works and I want more of it. So maybe your keystone habit is as simple as laying out your clothes the night before so you don't feel rushed in the morning. And this allows you to start your day feeling confident and capable. Maybe it's stretching for a few minutes before the crazy day starts or listening to the grounding meditation again on this podcast or maybe your keystone habit is not doing something. Instead of checking your emails when you sit down at your desk, perhaps it's just taking five minutes to plan out your day before diving into it. Pay attention to what gives you a feeling of accomplishment and drive that, that's carried throughout the rest of your day. You can do this by keeping a list of small wins throughout your day and at the end of the week, seeing which ones you repeated the most and made you feel good for the longest time afterwards. Those, those are your keystone habits. Mm -hmm. Keystone habits don't just make you feel good in the moment. They set you up for that all important domino effect that I was talking about that triggers positive changes for the rest of the day. So as we reground ourselves and create more great days, take the time to think about just one, just one. I know teachers want to have a big list of them, but one keystone habit that you want to create and uphold this week. Start small. It's okay to have super small habits because you want to set yourself up for a win. Take a moment again to reflect on just one keystone habit that you want to create and uphold this week and what micro steps you'll take to make sure that that keystone habit actually happens. If you want to draw it out or even make something like a flow map, go for it. Pause the podcast and start reflecting and planning on it. Do this now. So Jess, Jesse, with tons of goals, what are you gonna focus on for your Keystone habit? Just one, just one.
1: Um. Oh, I have two.
0: <laughs> Fine, you can do two. <laughs> okay.
1: Um. Well, my first one's just very, very simple. I know that if I don't get eight hours of sleep, and for yes. some reason during this pandemic, it feels like I even need nine hours of sleep. Yes. Um. I don't get up early. I don't drink water right away it's just yep everything's out the door if i'm not like well rested so that's my first one and then my other one is planning out my day i really like that just sitting for five minutes before diving in and then all of a sudden your day's gone um really planning my day out and being intentional of what i really want to get done
0: love it yeah no i as you're sharing i'd like i visualize you setting up like two dominoes it's like jesse's like nope i'm gonna have two (laughs) dominoes for the day (laughs) i I
1: can't help it that's
0: you (laughs) Um, awesome. Mine is, um, I, I've been getting, I've been starting the habit two days, so it's, I wouldn't say it's a habit yet, but my keystone habit has been starting my day with yoga and ending my day with yoga. So when when I say that, I mean like not, but right before bed yoga, but like starting before we, you know, do the schoolwork, I, I try to do a 10 minute yoga where I just, you know, it's kind of just the sun salutation flow. And then, um, at the end of my day after, after I work out, I just do a like a restorative yoga, again, for about 10 minutes, keeping it simple for myself, at least right now. And just yeah. it kind of marks the day. It's like, okay, you're ready to begin. And okay, you're ready to, to unwind. And it's really set me up for just a great feeling throughout the day. And also just like a a great, great period at the end of the day. So
1: beautiful. I like yeah. that book ending. I'm just yeah. It.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jesse. Mm-hmm.
1: at the end of the podcast we finish with final commitments this is a simple phrase that comes out of our learning today whether directly or indirectly we always write it down and declare our commitment out loud and then whoever is around repeats your commitment out loud back to you it's an intentionally strange practice because we all want all of us to get in the habit of declaring what we want to see in the world and in ourselves and making sure we're being heard seen and validated
0: for example you might say i'm committed to the keystone habit of reading my book for five minutes each morning before looking at my phone
1: and i would repeat back you are committed to the keystone habit of reading your book for five minutes each morning before looking at your phone and marigolds, it's okay to look at your notes or whatever you need to do. These final commitments are for you. You're not being graded or assessed on how well you write commitments and send you a million shiny star stickers and a billion rock star bonus points just for being you. <laughs> Love it. But when you take the time to write down these commitments, it's quite incredible how it shapes and inspires your week.
0: And keeps us grounded in our purpose. AK rocking the grounding for the regrounding for the month. So let's pause here to reflect on and write down our commitment for the week. Do this now. So Jesse, what are you declaring?
1: I'm committed to planning out my day every morning like an essentialist.
0: You are committed to planning out your day every morning like an essentialist.
1: Yep. How about you, Jill?
0: Um, I am committed to the keystone habit of starting and ending my day with a simple yoga practice.
1: You are committed to starting and ending your day with a simple yoga practice.
0: Yes. Beautiful. Very much. And um anything inspiring you, Jesse, with this week?
1: Actually, just with starting this podcast, we were talking in our chat as we we're recording. <laughs> it's so funny when we the finish, in
0: between chat. Yeah, in
1: between <laughs> segment chat. Um the it's so funny when we start week one. It's like we start over again and I was telling joel in the chat like it's it feels so clunky and everything's new and we're not good at these these systems and these new new tools yet and it's it's really beautiful because that's why we built it this way so by week four we're feeling strong and then we're rocked back again at week one
0: (laughs) yeah no it's so true
1: yeah anything inspiring you this week joel
0: um it's simple but beautiful. It's it's the plants in our house. Um, my cousin's been growing like a lot of seeds, and just it's fun seeing all of that new growth for all of these plants. But then, um, s- sad, kind of sad, but um, you know, brought home my plants from school just because I didn't want to leave them there. And yeah. um, at first, they were kind of like, "Where am I? What am I doing?" But they all right now have all this new growth on them, like these just these little you know leaves popping out, and it's just it's really beautiful to see like. The plants are like well my job is to keep living and keep doing this and it was just like it's kind of i'm looking at them as i'm speaking to you so it's it's really beautiful mm, and inspiring so, i love that yeah thank you jesse
1: yeah thank you so dear miracles that's our first podcast for the May miracle force workshop focusing on regrounding remember to go back to the show notes for the reflection guide and set your commitments for the week. True change
0: only happens with action. I see a Marigold Forest t-shirt in the near future, (laughs) Jess. Yours would definitely read something like, true change only happens with action. I would wear that
1: with pride.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah. And I'm feeling the sense of regrounding already. So you're so right, Jesse. When we put in the work, when I put in the work, I'll speak for myself, not just now, but daily and routinely, it changes my life. It's been incredible to see how starting and putting these tools into action with you, Jesse, has really impacted my work, my personal life, and my well-being. So thank you.
1: This is, I cannot say I parrot the exact same feelings. It's incredible. This this started to, it was felt like work in the beginning, but now recording these podcasts and doing this work for, for you, is it's changing me and the people yeah. around me. Mm. So here comes the classic podcast asks because we really, really want to continue to get this podcast out to as many people as possible, and we can't do it without your help. So if you like the podcast, please share with your friends either directly or on social media. We're always posting great things on Instagram, Facebook, and our website.
0: And other ways to help us would be to keep up those five-star reviews and whatever meeting you're listening to. It really makes a difference, and we see them, and we send you love every time we see new ones. Um, you can DM us on. with any feedback on Instagram, you can message us on Facebook, or of course you can email us directly at hello at the We always love to hear what you think, what's inspiring you, and how this podcast impacts you personally and professionally. We love knowing that our community of Mary is growing and making true change.
1: Yes, and check out our website at www.marigalforce.com to see what we're up to, our most recent blogs, links to strategies we talked about in this episode, like a new freebie around creating keystone habits. We keep putting tons of free materials on our website that you can use personally, professionally, at school, or wherever you're at in life. And don't be afraid to share those freebies with the Marigolds in your life. They are there to be shared. We love knowing that you're using it and seeing it impact your own life, and the lives of those around you.
0: Well, that's it for this podcast. Keep blooming dear miracles, and we'll see you next week.
1: See you next week.